cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Jesse Campo-Amor. Jesse, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Lovely day. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm a big fan of what you guys do, man. Thank you so much for having me. As of today, 118-2023, what is the current status of New York cannabis market? So uh, March 31st of last year, we signed the MRTA into into law. Um, Quickly after that, we get the Cannabis Control Board set up, which is the five-person commission that oversees the the Office of Cannabis Management, uh, similar to our state liquor authority with their commissioners. Quickly, uh, look, there was a very intentional political calculus here, which is on the initial rollout, how do we, from a social equity lens, make sure we're, we're empowering some of those folks that have really fallen between the cracks, right? So what happened first was we licensed conditional cultivators and conditional processors. Those were, for, those were hemp farmers, small hemp farmers that have been growing hemp at least for the last two years. And then we quickly turned around and announced the uh, conditional adult use retail dispensaries, or, or colloquially we call them card applicants. Those are folks on the retail side that were justice involved, meaning they were convicted uh, for a cannabis-related offense in the state of New York and had demonstrated that they were able to run a profitable business for two years. And so we've, we've now issued about 36, 38 of those licenses. Uh, the 25th of this month, OCM will, will reconvene and, and will announce another 20 to 30. And, you know, they, they've, they've said 150 of these licenses are up for grabs. We'll see that there is some hubbub now. You're hearing it first now on your podcast, but there might be a scenario where we end up issuing a lot more than 150 for these card applicants. Well, there's definitely some areas there that specifically I want to push back, but I want to stay with the scoring first because I I recognize that type of feat, right? Like having only, what'd you say, 35 licenses to give out and having to score all these individuals, it seems very subjective as the scoring process is understanding which variables matter most. Because when you get down to, let's say, the 30 to 40 range, it's nearly impossible to probably distinguish between who deserves one, who not. So why not open up the licenses and let more of a free market opportunity and allow the stronger survive and those who have the chops in order to figure out? I recognize there's capital hurdles as well. And extremely competitive. Why not open it up and just let be more of a free market? This is a really important issue because I think there, there's a school of thought that says a limited license program protects the value of the paper, protects the value of the license. Absence of a limited license program, the value of that license, the value of that paper can't be protected. And in the event that some of these businesses go into default, we can reposition that license and recoup any money that we've invested. There's a thought here that in order to do that, we have to create a limited license program because, quite frankly, we looked at Oregon, we looked at other states that weren't limited, and it's a nightmare over there, right? Like, like you know, I've been to warehouses over there with cannabis. I'm 6'5". I've seen, I've seen mountains of cannabis that dwarf me, right? Because they let everybody grow out there. They didn't, they didn't create, they didn't limit supply at all. And so there has to be some healthy balance in between it, right? Like, I think, to your point... I think there's room, quite frankly, to open it up past 150, especially with now they're saying, you know, the regulations have been have been proposed for the adult use market, say that the, the ROs now, the, the um, MSOs and the, the verticals in the medical market have to wait three years to enter the adult use market. So these guys have some runway 
you know, in a state where we have 20 million give or so residents, you know, uh, the idea that we have one store for every 20,000 residents isn't a crazy idea. And so you're looking at a thousand potential stores when it's all said and done. Why not issue 250 to start? Quite frankly, there's a lot of product that, that we need to get away, that we need to get off. And we need more we need more shelves to do that. So I'm in the school of thought that um we have the bandwidth and we have the space to issue more licenses. It comes down to real estate and capital. In your opinion, Jesse, what is the most important goal or aspect when opening up an adult use market? Is it the on-ramp for the traditional market into legal or is it uh, something else? Look, the, in New York State, the two driving narratives were, were health and social justice, right? It was repairing the harm that was created by the war on drugs and providing communities access to quality, uh, affordable cannabis and medical. You know, I think there are communities and, and, and look, I, I, I really believe in the medicine of this plant, right? And I think communities really too far off and overlook. Everybody knows, everybody has somebody in their neighborhood that's sitting on the couch smoking seven blunts in a day or something. Like, we all know that guy. What I tell you is that guy is self-medicating, right? Now, he's over-medicating and he's, mis, he's misusing, but he's medicating. He's dealing with something. And the closer and the more we realize how to educate our folks and how to properly medicate, the, more, the better service we're doing to our, for our people because opioids, pills, prescription, all these things that are devastating our communities can be solved with cannabis. And so to me, it's like that that becomes the focus point here is quality, affordable medicine and making sure that the harm that, that, has, been, that has been done is we're slowly repairing that harm. And so that, that becomes the two focal points. And those are the driving narratives that help, that help get us over the finish line. What is happening today at City Council? that is probably very important um, for the future of the cannabis market. Yes. So the city council is holding a hearing as we speak about the proliferation of these illegal stores. If you go down New York, I, I say it all the time, I can get a dab at my bodega right now, right? Like there are stores and it's, it's ostentatious, guys. The signs read Zaza or Pip, right? It's like, it, it, is, it is blatant. I can't walk two city blocks in Manhattan without passing a store. And I think a lot of New Yorkers really have no idea what is compliant and what isn't compliant. And I think the state is starting to embark on an education campaign of buy legal New York weed. Um, they're putting medallions in the front of the, on the front of the stores, a QR code that you can scan. But look, this is really going to come down to consumers making educated decisions, right? There was a report that came out a couple of weeks ago from um, the, the Medical Cannabis Industry Association, which is really this all the MSOs, all the ROs, they bought a bunch of product from the illegal stores and tested it. Pesticides, E. coli, heavy metals, just things that you probably wouldn't want to consume or put in your body, they found. And so consumers are going to have to make a decision, right? Do they want to run the risk and run the gamble of using product that has not been tested? Uh, or do they want to jump in and, and, like, and like support guys playing by the rules. Look, the other thing is, and let's be honest, like a lot of New Yorkers that have consumed have been smoking weed with pesticides and heavy metals for the last 20 years. So you tell them that and they're like, but I, that's what I, I've been smoking. So what's the problem? What's the difference? But I think as, you know, we, you know, we're moving into this very health conscious world where people want the antioxidants and the Zambucas and all that other stuff, that's going to be part of the issue. When you got started in your cannabis journey, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? Well, what we got wrong was, look, I think sometimes in government, you try to pick winners and losers before the game's even begun. 
right? And I think the problem with that from a bureaucratic standpoint is we don't have a crystal ball. And so you really don't know how things are going to unfold. Part I think we did well was understanding that the market on day one is going to look very different than the market in year five and not having the expectations of, oh, everything has to be figured out on day one. Things are going to have to play themselves out. Competition is good. Competition forces creativity. This is, this is a market that rewards creativity. It rewards people that think on their feet and, are, and know how to work around different problems. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? If you don't share it, you can't keep it. I think too often people are gatekeepers or they want to hold on for desperate because it's their thing and they care about it. But the reality is, unless you share it, Unless you educate others, unless you bring other people on board, you're not going to protect it or preserve it. It will die with you. It will go on with you if you don't share it. And so if you really want to keep it, you have to share it. And I think that's a good piece of advice for folks. Really well said. All right, prediction time. Jesse, it's 2028. What does the New York adult use cannabis market look like? In 2028, groups like Happy Monkey have... 20 stores in Manhattan, another 20 in the Bronx, and where else, wherever else they want to have it. Social consumption is, you know, social consumption sites are places of creativity. And we have over 5 million uh, sales of quality product in the streets. You know, this becomes the epicenter of, of cannabis. And so I think, you know, New York becomes the, the top market, the number one market in the world, passing California, and everywhere else. That's what, I, that's what I predict. So for our listeners, they want to get in touch, they want to learn more, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jesse, Jesse Campomore, J-E-S-S-E, uh, uh or, or look at my website, campoamoreandsons.com. Any way to reach me there, I'm on Instagram by my name. And they want to follow up with you. I mean, you, know, you can find a way to plug us in. But I'm happy to, happy to talk to anybody. Any friend of yours is a friend of mine. I love what you guys are doing. I think you guys are having the, the right conversations, the real conversations. Really appreciate, you know, guys giving me the time to talk to you guys. Uh, and um, I'm here anytime. Yeah. I appreciate that. We'll link it up in the show notes. This was fun. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, brother. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.